may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Like, I mean, there's no clouds in the sky. There's a freshness in the air. The sun is hot. Praise God. Praise God. If we're going to get back together and see each other for the first time in 13 weeks, thank God for this kind of weather. We're not battling raindrops. We're not battling, you know, 33 degree temperatures. We're not battling snowflakes. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us such a great evening. It was so good to see you folks drive in tonight. Um, It was a joy to see every single face, and everybody was smiling. And I thank God that God has been with us in this time. It's been a very unique time for our world. And... uh, Here we are. We're still in the middle of it at some level. I do believe we're on our way out. We've been in the wilderness a little too long, and it's time to leave the wilderness and come into some good old oasis land with water and beautiful fruit and all those things that come with an oasis. And I know that they're talking about getting us back into church services in our building. There's some restrictions that we're trying to work through right now. And uh, just be patient with us. We're not going to rush, but we don't want to take too long either. It's important for us to be together. It's the will of God for the people of God to gather together. Uh, It's in the word of God that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And so when we had this opportunity to get together Really, this is our room behind the church. It's kind of a big room, uh, and we can even bring our cars into this big room. I was grateful that we had this opportunity, uh, but I am looking forward to seeing you walk through the doors and us getting to worship God together. Uh, Before I speak, I'm I'm not going to speak for very long tonight. I do believe God has given me a a, a little thought that he wants me to convey to you. But before we do that, we're going to pray, and we're going to ask God to touch You know, there are people right now that are dealing with life illnesses, and they're dealing with sicknesses, and we're going to pray that God would minister to them tonight. We're going to pray tonight for Sister Magdalene. I talked to her yesterday. She's in excruciating pain uh, in her ankle, and we need to pray that God would touch her and minister to her. I told her, uh, we prayed on the phone yesterday, and I said we'd be praying that God would do a complete work in her body. I prayed that, that healing would come to her. She's dealt with a lot of stuff over this last little while, and I believe that God needs to touch Sister Magdalene at this time. We're also going to pray for Brother Jason Crop that God would just touch him, be with him at this time. 
minister to his body and his spirit right now. Amen? And I know that there are needs, and, and I, you can't tell me what those are, but if you have a need, just wave at me right now. God knows what your hand represents. He knows what your need signifies, and God's able to touch, and he's able to minister to your need right now. I, I want you to bow your heads. I want you to close your eyes. Let's pray together and ask God to be with us for the remainder of this service. Jesus, God, we're so get, glad tonight that we get together with God's people. God, we're so thankful for the power, God, that we feel in this place. We're thankful for the Spirit of God that's come to touch us. God, I pray for everyone that's, God, taken the time out of their schedule to come tonight to be a part of the service. God, I pray that you would minister to them during this time. I pray that your Spirit would do a supernatural work, God, in our hearts and our minds, God. You know the need that needs to be done, God. You know every situation. You know every crisis. You know every healing that's needed. God, we're believing that you're going to touch and minister, God. For Sister Magdalene tonight, that you would minister to her. Touch her body, God. Take away that pain, God. Lord, you're, you've told us in your word, God, that your God stripes, God, was going to bring healing to our bodies. I'm claiming those stripes for Sister Magdalene right now, God. For Brother Jason Crop tonight, God, we're believing, God, that you're going to do a miracle there, God. You're going to touch. You're going to minister right now in the name of Jesus. Do a complete work, and we thank you for it. Everybody said in Jesus' name. That's the all-powerful name that we pray in, and I thank God for that name. I'm going to talk tonight for a moment about promises. You know, we, we live in a culture where people make promises all the time. Um, how many as young kids or maybe you kids that are here tonight, you've made pinky promises? How many have ever made a pinky promise? With someone in your car, I want you to make a pinky promise, just the, the symbol of a pinky promise right now. You take your pinkies and you go together and you promise. Those are called pinky promises. Uh, my sister, Carol Joy, the one that's next to me, if she really was serious and it was a real genuine promise, she would say, honest engine, it's true. I don't know what the honest engine meant, but uh, that was the thing that it made you know that it was a legit promise because she said honest engine. People are always making promises. Companies make promises to us. The check is in the mail. You know, the delivery is going to happen at your house tomorrow. You know, and you get your expectations up. Your car will be ready at 4 p.m. for you to pick up. Companies make promises. Many of you in this room tonight, of course, this is the big brick room. Many of us here have made those wedding vow promises. Anybody here made some wedding promises? All right, all the married folks are beeping their horns. These are promises we make at an altar. Your words might have been a little bit different, but it was things like this, for better, for worse, for richer or poorer, in sickness and in health, till death us do part. Wedding promises. Now today, in today's world, we're promising to rub people's backs at their request. You know, the, the promises are much more flowery in, in terminology these days. Those are the old way of saying those vows. Now we're, we're making all kinds of promises. And I, I'm hearing some of these promises and I'm thinking, that won't last like a night or two. Politicians make promises. 
And of course, they keep every single one of them. Right? <laughs> As you know, we all make promises, but many times the promises are broken. Many times the promises are not kept. What is a promise? A promise is simply a pledge or a statement that binds the person making it. It's the basis of expectation on someone else's part. Because of what you said, you've set up an expectation on the other person's part. But, but there are many reasons why promises are broken. Promises are broken for circumstances that are out of my control. If I tell you I'm going to meet you for lunch at noon on Tuesday and I get in my car and the QEW is stopped, I might not keep my promise because there were some circumstances out of my control. Sometimes promises are broken because the person making the promise is a flake. Don't point any fingers right now. And sometimes we simply just forget. I said I would do that, but it slipped my mind. I forgot. There's a story back in 1989 of an earthquake that happened in Armenia. It was an 8.2 earthquake on the Richter scale, and it killed over 30,000 people. There was a father that ran to the schoolhouse where his son had gone to school that morning. And he found that schoolhouse flat like a pancake. Testing. Flattened like a pancake. The father had always promised his son that no matter what, I will always come for you. You just stay there. If something goes wrong, I will always come for you. This father began to dig in the rubble of this school that was fully flattened. He had been discouraged by many of the other parents. He had been discouraged by the firemen. He had been discouraged by the police officers that were there. But he continued to dig. And the story goes on to say that for 38 hours, this father dug. He kept digging for 38 hours straight. And after 38 hours, this is a true story, he reached the schoolroom where his son had been dropped off that morning. His son was there. His son said, Dad, I told all the other kids not to worry because my dad had made a promise. And I knew that if you were still alive, you would come and you would find us. You would save us. And I told the other kids that when you saved me, that all of them would be saved too. Dad, you kept your promise. You did it. What a great story that is. The heart of a father. I want to remind us here tonight in this wonderful service that you have a heavenly father. You have a God in heaven that has made us some very great and precious promises. He has made us some promises that we can go to the bank with. In fact, I've got a couple of scriptures here I want to read to you in your hearing. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20 says that all the promises of God are in him. Yes, and in him, amen. Everybody say yes. yes. All the promises are of God are yes. 
2 Peter 1 and 4 lets us know that we have been given exceeding great and precious promises. There's some promises, church, in this book. They're not just promises to be discarded. These are precious promises that we can hold dear. Romans chapter 4 and verse 21 lets us know that God is able to do whatever he promised. I want to tell you, you've got a father. You've got a God that is going to come good on every single promise. I, I know that you tonight, many of you, you're holding on to a promise from God. You got a promise in a prayer meeting. You got a promise in His Word. You haven't seen it come to pass yet. I'm just going to encourage you tonight. Hold on to the promise because God always keeps His promises. Amen. Do I get, do I have a honk tonight? God always keeps His promises. Now, sometimes we as human beings, we fail to remind ourselves of the promises that God's made. We're in a current situation. We're in a current crisis. And we fail to, to act on. We fail to, to go to God with the promise he's made to us. And we're just wallowing in our mess. And we're forgetting the promise I believe tonight it's time for someone to activate the promise that God has given to you. It's time for someone to keep holding on to the promise that you've had for a while. I'm going to remind you of just, a, there's, there's thousands of promises in God's word. But tonight we don't have a lot of time. I'm going to remind you of a few of them that I think are appropriate for this time. First of all, God promises to be with us. Hallelujah. Look at someone in your car and say, God promises to be with us. If there's no one in your car, look at someone across to the car beside you and say, God promises to be with us. Right. Isaiah 43 and verse 2 says, when you go through the deep waters, when you go through trials and tests, when you go through coronavirus, the word of God says, I will be with you. This is God speaking. When you go through rivers of difficulty, how many have gone through some rivers of difficulty? When you're going through the rivers of difficulty, the Bible says you will not be drowned. When you're walking through the fire, you will not be burned up. When the flame, it's going to come, it's not going to consume you. I thank God that there's a promise that God's going to walk with us through the trial, through the test, through, through the wilderness, through, through the thing that we're facing that we don't know how we're going to get ourselves out of. God is going to be with us. Hebrews 13 and 5 says that God's speaking. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. You might think you're all alone. You might think you're all by yourself. You might think that no one cares. But God is speaking tonight. There's a promise in his word, and you need to hear it. He's saying, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. The thing that you're going through, I'm going to walk with you. Hallelujah. The second promise I want to make sure we're aware of and reminded of tonight. God promises to work everything out for my good. This is the verse that I memorized as a young child. Many of you already know this. Romans 8 and 28. It says, and we know that 
most things. We know that almost all things. Is that what it says? We know that all things. Everybody say all things. We know that all things work together for I can't hear you. Good to those that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever crisis you're facing right now, whatever test you're going through right now, the Bible, if you believe it's true, it says all things. You mean my trouble right now? The word of God says all things. You mean my trial right now? The word of God says all things work together for good. I believe there's some people listening to me. You're, you're called by his name. You're people of God. You believe the word of God. You love God. If that's you, all things are working together for your good. Next promise. God promises to help us in times of trouble. Psalm 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's going to come. When trouble comes your way, there's a God that's going to come, and he's going to get up close to you. He's going to be with you, and he's going to walk with you through it. He's going to bring you through all the way. He's going to be that present help in trouble. The next promise, God promises to deliver us out of every affliction. Psalm 34 and 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous. We don't like that part of the verse. Why is it that the righteous have to have many afflictions? I don't know. You have to ask that one to God himself. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. It doesn't matter how many afflictions come your way. It doesn't matter how many trials you have to face. The Bible says God has promised in his word that he's going to deliver you out of them all. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're hearing what I'm saying tonight. Are these mics on? I get excited when I think of the promises that God has given us. God promises to help you with every impossible situation. I want you to think right now. Are you sitting in a situation? Are you in a, a, a dire circumstance? And it seems impossible in your eyes. If, if that's you, you don't get a wave at me or nothing. Just If that's you, I want you to hear what the Word of God says about your impossible situation. Matthew 19 and 26. Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible. Me, it's impossible. You, it's impossible. Your lawyer, it's impossible. Your doctor, it's impossible. But it goes on to say, With men it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. If you've got an impossible situation, you've got a God and you've got a promise that no matter how impossible the situation might be, it's not impossible. Hallelujah. A couple more and I'll be done. God promises healing for our land. 
Now, this is a conditional promise. You know this first many of you. Second Chronicles 7, 14. If, everybody say if. If my people, which are called by my name. Are there any people called by his name in this room tonight? Any people called by my name. If they will humble themselves, if they will pray, if they will seek his face, if they will turn from their wicked ways, then, it's one of those if-then statements. If you do these things, then I will hear from heaven. I will heal, forgive their sins, and I will heal their lands. God's promises healing for our land. We're, we're living in, in coronavirus. We're living in, in all kinds of riots right now in North America. We are in a mess. But God has promised some healing for our land. We need to be praying, church. We need to be calling upon God. If we pray, if we call on his name, if we seek his face, if we turn from our wicked ways, then we're going to have God heal our lands. Some of you here tonight need healing in your body. God promises healing. James chapter 5, the, the, the great chapter there, talks about if there's anyone sick, let them call for the elders of the church who will pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the Bible says the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up. I thank God that he's promised us to be healed of our sicknesses. Isaiah 53 and 5 says, He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. Later on in the verse it says, And by his stripes we are healed. There's no... Nothing that's kind of ambiguity with that verse at all. There's not like maybe so, hope so. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm praying that it will happen. No, the Bible says that by his stripes we are healed. It's a promise in God's word. And the last one tonight. If you're here tonight and you need forgiveness of sins. I, I use this verse an awful lot. It's one of my favorite verses in the word of God to tell someone if they need God to touch them. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, you say, I've got sin, Pastor Steve, I, I don't know what to do, I'm, I'm not right with God. The Bible says, if we confess our sins, all you got to do is confess to God. You don't got to come to me, you don't got to come to Pastor Jonathan, you don't got to go to any man or any woman, you go to Jesus Christ and you say, this is what I've done and I'm sorry for my sin. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I want to encourage you tonight that whatever God has promised, he's going to do it. He's promised a lot of things in his word. He, we sung that song, and I'm going to have the team come back here right now. We, we sung that song here a, a bit ago. He's the way maker. He's the promise keeper. He's the light in the darkness. Do you believe that tonight? He's the promise keeper. He keeps his promises. He, he's going to make a way where there is no way. He's going to keep every promise in the book. He's going to keep it. Psalm 119, this is my last verse to read in your hearing. Verse 89, it says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. How long is it going to be settled in heaven? Forever. forever. How long is forever? forever? I don't know how long that is. It's forever. It's never ending. It's always going to be 
It's forever. His word, his promises are forever settled in heaven. That's good. As I was in prayer Thursday, thinking about this service, I really felt God speak to me. And he said, you encouraged the church tonight to stand upon the promises. Encourage Life Church and those that would attend tonight to stand on, to go back to, to reclaim the promises that God has given us. Too often the promises are there, but we're not activating them. We don't have the faith to believe. We have to, have to turn it to ourselves and say, Steve O'Donnell, get, get your act together. Start getting faith to believe what God has already told us that he wants to do. I believe tonight that there's someone here that you, you're, you have a need, you have a situation. You might have a need in your life and, and no one even knows about it. You might need God to heal your body. You may need God to heal your heart, the hurts of your heart. You might need forgiveness. I believe that God is in this place right now. And I believe that even though we're in our cars, that God wants to come and God wants to speak to someone's heart and life right now. I know we're outside, but I want you to take a moment. I want you to bow your heads, and I want you to close your eyes. I believe that God's going to speak. I believe that as you begin to pray, God's going to begin to speak to someone's heart. You're going to hear the voice of God tonight. You're going to feel the nudging of the Holy Ghost tonight. I believe that someone under the sound of my voice is going to receive something right now that they've never received before. I believe God wants to do something. I don't want you to be, oh, this is outside, this is awkward. No, I want you to entertain the presence of God in your car right now. I know this is an outdoor setting. I know it's not normal. But I believe if you would just push past what's not normal, God wants to come and he wants to surround you in your car right now. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, if you feel comfortable, I want you to raise your hands towards heaven. I want you to lift your voices. I want you to reach out in faith. And I want you to take hold on the one of the promises that I t- told you about tonight, one of the promises in his word. And I want you to begin to reach out in faith and begin to talk to God, begin to activate that promise in your life. Begin to respond right now in prayer because God wants to be the way maker in your life. God wants to be the promise keeper in your life. God wants to be the one that's the miracle worker. We're going to begin to sing this song again. And I believe as we sing together, I, I want you to entertain this we're almost done. We're going to send you on your way. But before you go, let God touch you right in your car right now. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.